dozen roses, glass of wine, slippers and PJs, feeling fine. Advice is nice. It's advice by the fireplace. With Dan, Lila, Karen. CJLO. 1690 AM. Boy, that's a lot of noise outside. Welcome back to another episode of Advice by the Fireplace. It's Wednesday, 5 PM. It's 420 somewhere. No, it isn't. That's not how time works. We're here in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, for another episode, episode 31 of Advice by the Fireplace. I'm not sure if you can hear, but there is a real commotion outside. The music's a little louder than usual because this commotion is louder than you. I think there's a full parade happening outside. I think there's a there's a full war reenactment. There's two, there's the South. They're shooting off gun, got not uh, toy guns, of course. There's just so much noise, and I apologize if you can hear it, or if you can't hear it, and I'm just talking about it too much. I'm sure you could hear it, but that's how it goes. Campus life, you know what I mean? We're here at Concordia, CJLO Studios. It's still. Start of school. Frosh. I can hear the screaming now. They love it, these new these new students. It's so exciting to be at school again. But anyway, so just a heads up about that. I am so sorry. Don't think I wasn't sweating, staring at the window, shooting daggers at the man with a microphone yelling. Everybody, let me hear from you, he says. No, no, I say. (laughs) But welcome back. For those who don't know, Advice by the Fireplace is the show where we read advice questions sent in by our listeners. I found them on the internet. But last week, we did have our very first actual listener letter. Uh, By, who was it? Christy... Crystal Glass Clippings from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you again. What a treasure. And we, we're back with even more advice. A new special guest who will be coming on a little bit later. But right now, I'd like to talk to you about regret. Frank Sinatra once said, Regrets? Yeah, I've had a few. And then, and then he probably said, like, get out of my face, you know, you Italian scum. He was a bad guy. He probably punched a waiter. I don't like him. But he did say that regret thing. What are regrets? Well, regrets are herons. Generally long-legged wading birds that have white plumage. Developing fine plumes during the breeding season. 
Actually, hmm, actually, that's probably egrets. Now that I think about it, Re regrets. Right. When you wish you didn't do something. When you look back and think, did I do that? <laughs> the Steve Urkel special. By the way, I'll I'll take two Steve Urkel specials. Hold the pickles. Pickles on the side. <sighs> I think about regrets a lot. I think about the film Sliding Doors all the time. For those who haven't seen this gem from 1998, Gwyneth Paltrow. Daughter of Blythe. She's British in the film. She's a successful businesswoman. She's got a handsome husband, a great life. One day she's running for the train. Is she going to miss it? Maybe. She'll get there right as the door closes. Suddenly, split screen. We see two Gwyneths. Simultaneous. Two Gwyneths? <laughs> Sounds like my dream. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's cool. Now, Chris Martin. Now that guy's in my dream. So much yelling outside. I'm sorry. I was on a real Gwyneth Hill thing for a while. Let me get back to it. <clears throat> goop, goop, goop. All right. Now I got Gwyneth in the, on the brain. This is the film where she split screens. We see two different Gwyneths. What would have happened if she caught that train? If she missed that train? The differences were profound. And I sometimes think to myself, am I in the right timeline? Did I, did I choose the right life? You know? Sometimes I wonder where I'd be if I never met a certain person. Or if I never started up a certain relationship, where would I be if I moved into that apartment instead of this one? Or stayed at that job I ended up quitting? How different would my life be? What if I never shaved my head that time? Where I did it and then it just never grew back ever again? What if I started Rogaine at an early age? Would I have gotten further in life? Hmm, one thing's for sure. My good friend who often stands to the left of me would have never bought that I'm with Baldy shirt and an arrow pointed to the right. That probably wouldn't have happened. Also, I I might have won that Fabio lookalike contest instead of finishing dead last. You should have seen some of these people. I, I Even bald, I look more like Fabio than that guy. How would my life be different, you know? I think about that. If I acted on my regrets, if I could somehow change things, then what? What if I never broke my leg in that hot dog eating accident? What if I never hit that hippo with my car? Or what if I never burnt down that Burlington Coke factory? What if I never rejected Merrick Garland's Supreme Court nomination? Would the world be a better place? What if I never escaped that Siberian prison? Where would I be now? I mean, I, I guess still in prison. But may, you never know. Maybe not. 
the questions. Should I give back that $3.5 million I stole from the Vatican? Should I have stopped that ghost from performing sexual intercourse on me? Hmm. Maybe. Or maybe none of it matters at all. Maybe I'd be exactly where I am now. Just with a hipper, shorter, British, Gwyneth-style haircut. Hmm. I guess we'll never know. But you know, when people tell me, I've heard some people, they say to me, I have no regrets. Me? I got no regrets in life. Hmm. Wow. I'll tell you, when people tell me they have no regrets, you know what? I want to spit in their face. And then ask them, hey, do you regret telling me something so stupid? <laughs> no regrets, really? Hmm. So you said all the right things to everyone all the time? Wow, good for you. Personally, I have about six huge regrets that I keep with me at all times. Probably 25 big regrets that I can remember. Like 200 medium regrets. And honestly, pro probably close to like 50,000 mini regrets. Or as I call them, regrettinis. Little mini regrets that I have. How can you go about life not regretting? I make a lot of mistakes, folks. If you, if you listen to this show, you know. I can make a lot of mistakes. But I'll tell you what, the only way I will accept somebody telling me they have no regrets, if somebody tells me that, I think you, you're crazy. But the only way I'll come close to accepting it is if the person without regrets, Mr. Perfect, I call them, if they say, Dan Lila, I'm happy, okay? I have a good life. I'm happy. And what got me, the, what got me to this point right here? Well, it's every single second I've been alive. That's what. Every single choice. Every dumb thing I said to a sexual partner. Every time I bullied that little four-eyed nerdy pipsqueak at school with his annoying, reedy voice. Every time I drank too much orange wine and vomited next to my toilet, right on top of the stockpile of unused toilet paper rolls. Every single Black Eyed Peas song I ever listened to on YouTube, all the mistakes, every horrible thing I've ever done, seen, said, experienced, well, Dan Lila, you know what? It all led me here. And here, where I am right now, <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world. You know what? I would have to say, hmm, you got me. You got me, Mr. Perfect, if that is your wrestling name. I was a wrestler. If you have nothing but gratitude and joy for every second you spend alive and breathing, well, hats off to you. Maybe Dan Lila has something to learn from you. <laughs> I say hats off. Hats off to you. And by hats off, I mean I'll take my hat off and I'll show, I'll put it right in your face and I'll show you so you could read it. And it says, 
good job. Right on the front. But you know what it says on the back? I love you. But it's spelt wrong. And then under that, you know what it says? It says CJLO 1690 AM. AM. AM, come on. Folks, we're going to go to a break. We're going to hear some ads. We're going to hear some promos. You know. You know how it works. And then when we get back, hopefully, we will have our very special guest here. I'm so excited to bring him on. Talk to him. And hopefully the yelling outside will stop. I think literally a Godzilla is marching around out there. That's how loud it is. I think a bunch of helicopters are... I think I, it, I think there's like a Godzilla versus Kong battle. That that's the only way to explain the noise. But hopefully my piano playing, my fireplace, and my awful voice are getting in the way. And speaking get uh, speaking speak, speaking get in the way. Uh oh, I can't talk. <laughs> speaking of getting in the way of these ads, let's just hear them. We'll be right back with more advice by the fireplace right after these messages. If so, you'll love Rigged sessions hosted by me, Rigged Jason. As someone who listens to a large variety of electronic music, I believe that there is something for everyone. I play a lot of new music and previous by both stars and new artists to watch. And almost every week, I play a mix from myself or a guest mix. If you're ready to experience new electronic sounds, tune into Rigged Sessions, airing on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. You are listening to CJLO 1690 AM. Pop Montreal International Music Festival is back from September 28th to October 2nd, 2022. Five days of music and over 200 artists, including teen punk viral sensations The Linda Lopez, Canada's first drag race winner Priyanka, 70s British funk group Samandi, Grammy-nominated and Juno Award winner Alison Russell, iconic dancehall queen Sister Nancy, post-rock legends Tortoise, and many more. The festival also features film screenings, visual art, symposium discussions, and as always, many surprises. Get your tickets and passes now at popmontreal.com. CJLO, 1690, we're back. We're back with a very special guest. I don't know if you heard during that ad, I accidentally let his mic on and he coughed through a commercial and that was my fault. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Now he can cough as much as he wants because this is his time. Please welcome to the show, comedian, writer, wonderful man, funny man, lovely man. Give it up for the one, the only Mr. Nazir Khan. Hello, Nazir. Hey, Daniel. You forgot to mention I'm also a uh, frequent customer of um, a staple in the Montreal food community, Adonis. <laughs> You're you got the you got the card, the loyalty program card. I love Adonis, but I would exactly. never claim to be a fan like you are. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. And a nice little uh, meal at Adonis to get myself prepared for uh, whatever this is, just a <laughs> conversation, I guess. <laughs> what did you eat today? I want to know. I had a uh, couple pieces of salmon, some rice mixed with some beef, and some vegetables. Wow, okay. Healthy and hearty, baby. Yeah, you got basically every food group in there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. No dessert? Not for now. Maybe uh, maybe, uh, in a bit. I see. I see. Yeah, we'll see how well this goes. You know what I mean? Or maybe this is my dessert. Mm, delicious eat it up so nazir let me tell you this is an advice show we have people writing in needing our advice how comfortable do you feel giving out advice do you think you're a professional are you are you i i I try to say i'm not not a professional but i tell people i am that's exactly that's what this show's about baby (laughs) exactly every time my friends are going through something like, don't worry, I'm a professional. I'll take care of it. <clears throat> I'll take care of you. And? Uh, you're so far 100%. You're batting a 1,000? <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah. I feel like I've come to the right man. I'm a advice uh, taker. I'm mm. a taker, so. Do you have okay. an issue very quickly that you need my advice with? Anything I could help you with? A little <laughs> advice intro. Yeah, um... I'm wondering, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, and it's okay if you don't, <laughs> let me put yeah, that out I there. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like thinking of something, well, okay. how about, how's this, how's this, it's a little too late now, but I was wondering, where, where, where do you think what the, the, pl- the best place is that I should be for this interview? I was thinking about going to a park, mm. but I instead chose this empty parking lot that I'm just hanging out in, to be honest. <laughs> are, let me ask, are you pacing back and forth? I'm not pacing, I'm more just relaxing. You're more... Kind of near, like, trees and stuff like that. Mm. Couldn't find a fireplace, so... Oh, that's lovely. Personally, I when I'm on the phone, mm-hmm. I have to walk around. Like, the idea of a phone booth is insane to me. I need to... I need yeah, a good, yeah. maybe, 10-foot radius to yeah. walk in, like, a caged lion. I don't know why. So I hope you can find that. The, my advice to you, wherever you feel comfortable, baby. Well, I guess this curb I'm sitting on right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, Nazir, thank you for being here once again. Like I told you, we have people writing in. They need our help. Are you, uh, are you ready to hear an advice question? Let's do it. All right, so these are real. All right, these are coming in from all over the world. These are real hey. advice questions. All right, lay it on me. This first one is coming in all the way from Murder County. Uh, I don't know where that is, but it's written by... Yeah, yeah, geez, got to go there. Written by Gloria Goopy Johnson, and she says this. Dear Advice by the Fireplace, My ex-husband and I divorced 18 months ago. I tried to wait until our teenage daughter left for college, but I couldn't. Recently, I decided to try the dating apps and met a nice man online. We texted for a few weeks. He was sweet and good looking. But when we set a date to meet in person, he didn't show up. That seemed odd, so I wrote to him again. No response. I was disappointed, then angry, when my daughter told me that my ex-husband had created a fake profile and was pretending to be the man I was talking to the whole time. When I confronted him, he said it was a joke. 
I am really upset. What should I do? Love, Gloria Goopy Johnson from Murder Falls. Okay. Wow. We're starting strong. Yeah. Um, Jeez. What should what should I do? That's like, that's, what's her next step? What's her next move, right? Mm-hmm. The question? I guess so. Well, we can, you know, before we even get there, how do you feel about that whole situation? That's a, that's a catfish. That's a catfish? That's a classic also, catfish. So, uh... As a as a lover of jokes and pranks, not, not hilarious <laughs> in my book, to be honest. Not the funniest thing in the world, but yes. Maybe I have a an odd sense of humor, and that's not super funny. <laughs> it's also kind of like you are right in terms of pranks go. Yeah, a lot could be you know could have been approved on show up on the date with. Uh, there's ways around, not just catfish, blow off, it was me, it was a joke. Yeah, I don't see that as very funny either. Good point. A little bit of insight as to, maybe that's a little bit of insight as to why they split in the first place. Mm. Yeah, this guy's a maniac. Yeah. Um, what to do next? I would say, it's, 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 it's hard to say. First of all, I would say... I would say, honestly, I would say feel all the feelings that you're feeling. It's 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 normal and valid to feel hurt and sort of sort of betrayed. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. A very vulnerable. <clears throat> oh, for sure. Time. Humiliated. Uh, all kinds of feelings. Absolutely. That's it. Exactly. And the last thing you would want to do is supp- suppress whatever emotions you're going through. Yeah. Or or try to put in place a process where you can just. There's no, there's no need to move past this situation. It's a hurtful situation, and uh, it's okay to just grieve the whole. What just grieve the divorce, obviously, but then also grieve what just happened and mm-hmm. your attempts at moving on and how this terrible situation came up. So I say feel those feelings, and then also, I don't know. Instinctively, my first reaction would be to like contact her ex-husband and be like, "Could you please just stay out of my life?" For yeah, I, you know, I know, I know, we we share a daughter together, together, but maybe maybe we try to keep all contact to a minimum. Yes, That's I mean, I think it's uh, to say, "Hey, you're obviously a maniac." Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't really want you. I don't want someone in my life who literally uh, has to deceive me. To, to yeah. yeah, it seems like that guy's a pretty. This is an overused word, but I'm going to say it. Pretty toxic guy. If I'm going to, I assume. I mean, catfishing, not cool. Not cool. Here's. Let me ask you. Is it? Is she wrong? If she were to attempt to catfish him. catfish him back, you got it, Nazir. I I thought about it, and uh, you could go that route, but then. But then you're stooping, you're stooping yeah, to his. And what is it going to bring you? You know. Mm-hmm. And also, like you have a you have a daughter, you want to be like a role model to your daughter as to how to comport yourself in a situation like this. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, they, I would say, I would say to her, grieve the whole process and feel all the emotions you're going through. Process them, 
And once you feel like you're in a good place, uh, find an eloquent, eloquent way to express to your ex-husband how hurtful this situation was to, to her and how, how you didn't really appreciate it. You didn't find it funny if it was a joke. Mm. And maybe, maybe tell her husband to grieve their... Because it seems like he, he's, this is his process of grieving as well, right? Obviously, like, there's something going on in his mind where he clearly thought, he thought about doing this, mm. and he just did it. There was no point, point where he was like, maybe this isn't a good idea, you know? Well, she does say it was happy. They were talking for weeks. So I feel like we text, she says, like, we texted for a few weeks so he had every opportunity to right. back out. I mean, this was an ongoing... Yeah, his only excuse, in my opinion, is holding on to this joke. I thought it was a prank. But even then, you're a... Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, I think you got the right... Nazir, you're on the right track here. Uh, what should I do? Feel. Whatever. You, you've been wronged. So whatever you do, that's the right decision. If you feel the need to, honestly... Egg his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if you were friends with her and she said, "I got to get back at this sob," I'm gonna, I'm gonna break his front door. I'm gonna put a put a fire extinguisher through his car. Would you? Whatever you gotta do. Everyone <laughs> has their own process. I completely agree. Yep, yep. Gloria, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Um, stay strong though. I think that's all. I mean, look. She, you're doing the right thing. Gloria Goopy Johnson. I think that's it. Do you have any last words for her? Um, feel it. I would tell her, yeah, feel it. And, and also, also don't be afraid to, I know she's talking to us about this, but mm. talk to some close friends about this. And don't be afraid to mull it over, over and over and over again as many times as you need because uh, we all know heart, well, Heartbreak is a is a tough situation. And, oh yeah, and yeah, that the whole it's the whole situation. It's 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 beyond heartbreak. It's like like you said, it's deception. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's like it's it's kind of like a stab in the back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like did, you know. You know what, Gloria? Send us a message. Give us his address. I'll deal with him. All right? I don't like let, this guy. Let Dan deal with him. I'll, I'm going to deal with this guy, if you know what I mean. And I'm kissing each of my knuckles now. <laughs> I think you know what I mean when I say deal with it. All right. <laughs> I don't advocate violence. That's obviously a joke. But here, uh, I think we can move on to our second one. Are you ready for advice question number two? Let's do it. These ones are getting heavy. I thought I listened to a couple episodes, and this one... Mm. Pretty yeah. intense. No, this one, uh, this next one's a little heavy too. All right, okay, but our, but honestly, it. I saved a nice one for last. Our last one is <laughs> not heavy. I can't wait. But okay. here it is. This number two is written by Carly Ray Jetsky. Okay. And it's coming in from Iron Man, North Virginia. Mm -hmm. And Carly Ray Jetsky says this: "Dear advice by the fireplace. A couple of years ago, we relocated and started hanging out with some of our new neighbors." We embraced one couple in particular and spend a good deal of time with them. Uh, it was after we developed this friendship that issues arose. Linda is a bigot. She talks down about black people, Mexicans, Asians, you name it. She wasn't like this initially, initially, but her derogatory references have been increasing lately. I guess as she's gotten more comfortable around us. We are the opposite 
political, oh, excuse me, we are of opposite political persuasion, but never discuss politics or religion, and I certainly don't want to open that can of worms. I find my side of our friendship fraying as I become more and more bothered by the references to migrants, immigrants, and people of color, but I usually don't respond. The look on my face when she drove up on my driveway one day to warn me that, quote, a carload of unprintable racial slurs are coming around the bend, unquote, gave me away, however. Because we became friends before she exhibited this kind of behavior, I don't want to terminate our relationship. For now, I act like a duck and try to let her comments roll like water off my back, but I don't know if I can keep it up. Any suggestions? Love, Carly Ray Jetski. All right. Well, thanks, Carly, for the question. Thank you, Carly. Um, boy, that's a that's a tough one too. These are tough. This is why I needed Nazir Khan on the show. All right. Yeah. Deal with the heavy stuff. Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some uh, assumptions right off the bat. Go for it. I'm gonna assume uh, both Carly and her uh, neighbor friend Linda. Linda, okay, are of the same race. I th- sure. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, and I'm going to assume they're both white also. I'm going to guess Lily White. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> because obviously Linda wouldn't be wouldn't be so open uh, with Carly if she wasn't white. So I'm going to I'm going to make that assumption. And <clears throat> My, my initial my initial reaction would be to be like you gotta you gotta cut this person out of your life because to use that term we already overused in our last answer this person seems extremely toxic yeah and you, you don't want that in, in your life but Carly does mention how she does possibly want to keep this person in her life and maybe Maybe, you know, Carly is short on friends and she's developed some sort of bond with Linda and right. wants to keep that going for whatever reason. So I would I would just tell her, like, uh, this might be hard to do, but I would, t- I would express how I feel. I would just be like, well, she, she didn't mention that she expressed how she felt, right? No, exactly. She okay, keeps a... I she... thought she said when the car full of leaps rolled around right well she said Uh, her face gave her away oh her face gave her away so i would i would bring it up to linda and be like yeah let that face do some talking yeah yeah and maybe maybe she maybe like me uh linda doesn't pick up very well on social cues you know so (laughs) maybe maybe she needs to be told outright like hey uh i don't see eye to eye on on things like this and I don't appreciate you saying these things around me mm-hmm. number one and if you want this friendship to continue here's where I stand on all this racism and bigotry and then if you really want to be if you really want to be a good friend if, if like if you still want to be friends with Linda <clears throat> she, she has a place in your heart where she, she means something to you which I'm assuming I'm just going to make the assumption she sort of does because at this point, people would just cut off a person like that from their life, but yeah. if you haven't already, it's because for whatever reason, you, you have some sort of attachment to this person, you like being around them. And, and I Maybe. guess, it's sorry to interrupt, but they are neighbors, so there may be is some awkwardness. There's, yeah, oh, you're right. going to run into these right, people, right, I right, guess. Right. You don't, you got, yeah, you don't want to 
you don't want to create some tension mm. in what could possibly be like the, in co- close proximity to your home. Yeah. Okay. I would say, but I was, I would still express, I would still express those feelings. I would still express mm. those feelings, but like not in a, not in a, um, not in a defensive way. I would, I would just be like, I would explain to her why uh, views like this and saying certain words like this are are hurtful to people. And I think I'm going to make the assumption if if you did that and you did it in a very tender and, and almost a, a loving way, you would find out things about Linda that you didn't know. I'm assuming that something mm. happened to Linda that made her be this way. That's my mm. assumption. Because even if somebody who is... Uh, let's say racist or, or bigoted towards a certain group it's sort of closeted you know what I mean right. you know they're not so open and out about it and if she is so open and about out about it to her neighbor I'm assuming there's some sort of trauma or some sort of situation they these, these are a lot of assumptions I'm making but sure hey assume away yeah so I'm assuming she went through some sort of trauma in her life or went through something with this group and then you could exercise compassion both for Linda and for the people that she's sort of being bigoted, bigoting towards, if that's even a word. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Nazir, I think you are right on the money here. I completely agree. I think it's easy to, you know, the go-to is certainly like weird, racist, jerk, cut them out. You don't need that garbage in your life. But you know what? Like you said, this uh, what's her name? <laughs> I forget her name. Carly. Linda. She obviously oh, cares her. about Linda. They they just moved. This is a new friendship, like you said. This couple seems to be the one that they pinpointed before the racism kind of started uh, flaring up. Mm-hmm. So I think if you do, if you see something that you care about in this person, and this person means something to you, absolutely talk to them in a nice, kind way. Exactly everything you said. Not accusatorily, is that a word? Um, yeah, in a sort of a, I, I'm just repeating everything you said. You did it. Yeah. Why am I even here, Nazir? You should be hosting this. No, I think honestly, like, uh, it's tough. It's tough. That's happened to me. No, maybe not overt racism, but it's happened to me. You kind of get to know somebody. Oh, I just met this person. And then a weird comment comes up. Oh, didn't expect that. And then the next time, maybe two weird comments. Uh-oh. And then you think, well, I try to let things roll off my back, but at a certain point, uh, just being, you know, you got to stand up for the things. I, I, this is too, this is too complicated, Nazir. I don't know. You said everything I wanted to say, so now I'm just I'm just vamping. No, I, I love it though, and and um, and yeah, I, I'm agreeing. I agree with everything you say as well. And and our, our my natural inclination would be just cut that person out of your life. You know what I mean? Mm. But clearly, I think I think from from, but it's it's hard to do that too because like you mentioned, your neighbors. You know yeah. what I mean. So like you don't want to have that yeah. sort of intense tension. And also, with somebody who lives in such close proximity to your home. Exactly. And then what? You're gonna maybe add. You know, Linda's gonna you you have this negative experience with Linda, and Linda goes, "Oh, this Greek lady yelled at me." Now I don't like Greeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that simple. Exactly. And then it you just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think if you do care about this lady, if you care about Linda, you obviously uh, can talk to her. 
you know, woman to woman, uh, friend to talk friend. To, talk to her with with um, with a sense of compassion. Mm-hmm. I would say, don't don't just go out there and try to right off the bat like exactly educate her as to to why what she's doing is wrong. Try to really like explain things to her and hear her perspective too. I would say it's it's tough to do that when somebody's racist or bigoted, but usually when as someone who's not white. I've I've come to learn that when people people do exhibit a little bit of racism or, or bigotry, it's it's not always coming from. It's not so black and white. It's it's mm. usually uh, they went through some sort of traumatic. Like whatever, I'm repeating myself now. But they went. But sure, yeah, I know. It's, and, I know. There's and, no villains. Linda's no villain. She's just a dummy, and she, you know, or <laughs> dummy or. traumatized uh, you know lost person either way talk to her talk to Linda yeah see what's up see what's Uh, up Linda if you're listening message us in and like maybe maybe Linda wants some advice from us you know that's true Linda if you're listening please get in touch and also I have a guy who loves catfishing and pranks who I think you'd be perfect for exactly don't they sound like they would get along all right. Perfect Nazir, we're running out of time here, but I got one more question I need okay, your help let's, with. Let's lightning round, let's do it. I mean, not look, I, I, uh, I'm happy to talk to you for as long as possible, but I know, look, you're a busy man. You got a lot to do. Yeah. We got one more letter. This is written by Becky Parsnips, all the way from Scrunt Lake. Wow, we get a lot of letters from Scrunt Lake, so that's lovely to get another one. She says this, <clears throat> Dear Advice by the Fireplace, I tried sending a somewhat provocative photo to a guy I like, but I was in a place with bad reception and my phone says the picture never went through. That made me sad after I had drummed up the courage to share this picture of me, and then he didn't get it. Anyway, I tried again to send it, but it didn't go through. I heard from him later though, he and he thanked me for sending the photo, but told me that he had received it three times. I was mortified. I know it's a technological thing, but I don't want this guy to think I am a stalker. I was just trying to stir up a little bit of interest. I'm not sure if I turned him off or not. What can I do now? Love, Becky Parsnips. Wow, wow. Selfie, selfie. Mm-hmm. Nice try. Um, I mean, personally, let me step in here. Becky, Yeah. this is nothing to worry about. Yeah, nothing, nothing to worry about, and also, uh, also, well, okay, my where, where my mind goes immediately is like maybe Becky just needs uh, some some self compassion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think Becky's just being a little tough on uh, herself. Becky's tough on Becky, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Becky's tough on Becky, <laughs> and she needs to just. You know, uh, I feel like I'm giving the same answer to every question here, but like... Well, you know what? That's because the answer is always empathy. The answer is love and empathy and talking. Yeah. At I, this time, it's it's to have empathy, empathy for, for yourself, you know, and like, and like you're putting yourself in an extremely vulnerable situation when you're uh, sending a nude to someone. Mm-hmm. You're doing that because you're trying to express how uh, you feel about a certain person. You're doing that because... You're trying to show them, like, look, I like you so much that I'm trying to show you a part of me that I wouldn't show uh, to everyone. Yeah, right? 
that's the whole point of literally uh, yeah yeah exactly so unless i'm at a european beach so uh well here's the thing can i i I completely again completely agree let me say as men i mean if you nazir were texting with a lady she sent you a nude picture she sent the same one again and then she sent the same one again would you be turned off i mean i think the assumption would be a technological problem yeah of course and i would just be uh, yeah it's like uh oh too many pictures of a of a gorgeous naked lady yeah. no such thing yeah exactly if there's any gorgeous ladies out there that want to <laughs> dudes, you know like absolutely send it three times go yeah, for it three times exactly <laughs> One by uh, email, one on messenger, and then uh, fax the third one. Yeah, fax or, you know, just send it in the mail. Print it out. Oh, and- stamp. Yeah, hey, I got yeah, I got something to lick, if you know what I mean. Hey, look, we're getting blue. It's 545. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah Becky, uh, you got nothing to worry about. That's what I would say. To I- worry about and, uh, yeah, just, just be kind to yourself. Like, uh, what you did was super vulnerable and you had the courage to do it and... I'm sure your guy friend appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Is, is it a guy? It is a guy friend, right? Right. Um, I believe so. I was trying to sort to a guy I like. Yes, it was a yeah. guy. So like, and yeah, just exercise some some compassion and nothing nothing to worry about. You know, I'm sure your guy friend appreciated. You just be like, oops, I thought my phone wasn't working. That's mm-hmm. why I sent it three times, and you'll completely understand. I mean, sure. I am a little curious why you felt the need to send a nude somewhere where there wasn't very good phone reception, i.e. not your house or, you know, where was this person? This was lady was in the corner of a Starbucks and she thought, yeah. now's the time I'll use this public Wi-Fi. That's a little weird. Maybe next time wait till you're right next to the modem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right at home. When you fire the dial-up up, but hey, maybe. <laughs> but aside from that, uh, you know what exactly? You got the strength. You got the bravery to send a nude out there. H- hats off to you. Yeah, exactly. And hats off. Thought- and I'm only wearing a hat, so hats off. Now I'm now I'm the one who's nude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Anything to add? Uh, any last words for Becky? Um, not really. Yeah. So keep doing your thing. And uh, look, if he hasn't responded yet, just keep sending him a nude until he <laughs> responds you, you want. <laughs> I like same that. Same one, though. It has to be the same one same over and over. Same one over. I love that. Man, you know, honestly, truth, that would be a good way of, uh, you know, taking it back. You know what I mean? You're a little embarrassed. You go, oops, I send it too much. And then here, let me send you details for this restaurant. And then it's that picture again. Yeah, exactly. Let me pinpoint, let me, uh, you know, share my location. Boom, that picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a good way of spinning it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, and also, Becky, get in touch with Nazir and I. Uh, that's it. That is the end of this segment. Nazir, did you have fun? It was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you would like to plug? To our many listeners, um, uh, not, not, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> Are there any any listeners in Montreal? Probably most of them. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we genuinely do have some American listeners. We have a few listeners in South America. I can't believe it, but most of them are right here in beautiful Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Okay, you're uh, on the MTL Grand soon, right? Yeah, I'm on the MTL Grand. Hey. I'm going to be on that on Sunday. 
competition. I actually listened to the last episode. I was going to say, we learned all about that last week. Yeah, so I won that competition on September 11th, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. So if you're listening, and come support, and make sure if you do come, vote for me and me only. Completely agree. Nazir Khan, one of the best stand-ups in the city, one of the most hardworking, genuine, funniest, wonderful man. Thank you for being here, Nazir. I love you. Uh, thanks, Dan. I just, love you, too. Thanks again. I hope you have a great night, and I'm going to let you go. Mwah, mwah. I will see you soon, my friend. Take it easy, Dan. Take care. And that's it. Nazir Khan is gone. Never be back. No, he'll be back in studio when we finally have that and speaking of have that let's have some ads some promos let's go to a break and we'll be right back with the final little bit of advice by the fireplace here we go the groove masses hour on cglu 6090 on your AM dial every Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. The Groove on your way home. 514-848-7471. Give us a call. Excuse me. Is that your real voice? What's up, y'all? This is Brother Ali from Rhyme Sayers, chilling on CJLO, 1690 AM. Do you want to have a discussion about movies? Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> and have the iconic sounds of cinema? And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than... Well, tune in to At The Movies with iconic sounds every Tuesday from 8 to 9 a.m. Only on CJLO 1690 a.m. in Montreal with your hosts, Remy And Danny. CJLO, 1690. We're back with Advice by the Fireplace. The C Block, as I call it. C Block? C Block? Like when my little brother came to my party and... No, alright, sorry. Bad. (laughs) Inappropriate. Or not funny, I don't know. Doesn't make sense, doesn't matter. I'm back. Dan, Lila, Daniel Karen your host. Still hear a lot of noise outside. I kind of forgot about it while Nazir was here. The great Nazir Khan. I forgot about the actual battle happening outside. There is a old-timey battle. There's muskets. There's I think also a rave is happening. I wonder if you can hear it. I think I've actually been, like, talking more just to try to talk over the noises. If I don't talk... I can't believe this is so loud. But I guarantee, I guarantee, I will go next week before my show. And if there's a... Next Wednesday, 445, I'm going to unplug every speaker I see. All right, I'm going to shoo people. Get out of here. Get out of here. Sure, school started. Sure, you have school spirit. 
I have a radio show that no one listens to to do. And I'm going to shoo these people out of here. I'll do it in a fun way, but... Anyway. Before I go, let me just tell you... Uh, I have a show coming up that I hope you are a part of. Uh, I hope you come and watch. I hope you can experience for yourself. This show, I'm going to be plugging it every week until it happens. But this is the first time. This is happening Friday, September 23rd at 8.30 p.m. Probably 8 o'clock, doors open. We'll start at 8.30 p.m. I am putting on a show, hosting it, devising it, organizing it, um, baptizing it, other eyes, words. This show is called Stand Up The Game Show. It is a part stand-up, part improv game show nonsense fun time wacky hour starring I mean (laughs) featuring four incredible comedians me as the host this is going to be a fun show stand up the game show have you ever heard of something so wild what you know what is this Uh, I feel like I'm in I feel like I'm in I feel like I'm in an Austin Powers uh, spoof world you know this is how wacky what am I in a Zucker Abrams Zucker production? This is the wackiest thing I've ever heard. Stand up, the game show. Wait a second, album, the song, huh? Uh, food, the drink. I'm confused here. Don't be, or continue to be, but it'll everything will be cleared up when you come to the show Friday, September 23rd, Cafe Cleopatra. On St. Laurent, St. Catherine. Tickets are $10. That's nothing. $10? That's like... That's a small pho at the store. <laughs> the store. <laughs> you know, when you go to the... You know how all restaurants are stores? I'm like, sorry, I have to go to the store. McDonald's. Get some... Stock. Burgers. Anyway, I hope you come to the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have... Can I tell you who's on this show? We have incredible, incredible contestants slash comedians. Lucy Gervais, former guest, friend of the show. We have Amanda McQueen. The incredible Amanda McQueen. Legend. Friend of the show, former guest. We have Chris Vendito. Legend, living legend, the Don Rickles of Montreal, I call him. Uh, Today, just now, I called him that. Former guest, friend of the show, and we have Sean Stenhouse. Never been on the show. Never will. This was a contractual obligation. I don't want Sean on. Someone told me I had to. No, I love Sean. He's very busy. Can't be on the show because I think he works. Nine to five? No, no, no. Ten to six. Can't be on. But he'll be on this stand-up, the game show, Friday, September 23rd. Come do it. If you're listening, and this has already passed, if you're listening in the future, well, I hope you came. I hope you saw, and I hope you uh, conquered. No, please don't conquer my stand-up show, my stand-up, the game show. It's not a stand-up show, but we'll see. God, that's 
I think the music's getting louder outside. Which is very obnoxious. I'm going to turn my music up here for the last few minutes. I want to say thank you so much. These are the thank yous. I hope you're ready for them. To Allison. To Chris. To everyone here at CJ Low for letting me put this show on each and every week. They could tell me not to. They can say, Dan Lila, you've had your fun. And they could pat me on the head and they can say, shush, 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 shush. No more. No more. This charade has gone long enough. Gone on long enough. If they say this charade gone long enough, this doggone charade been gone. Anyway, thank you to them. Thank you to Corey Gandall for his theme music. His theme songs each and every week. God, they're the greatest theme songs you boy could ask for. Yeah, I'm a boy. I'm only 12 years old. And I sat on Santa's lap and I said, Santa, for Christmas, please give me some good theme songs. And he said, ho, 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 I got just the guy for you. And then he took out his Blackberry. And I said, Santa, Blackberry, really? And he said, ho, ho, okay, just give me just quiet and then he called Corey and Corey made these songs and they're so good so thank you to him but most importantly and I'm sorry to downgrade Chris and Allison and Corey but most importantly I want to thank each and every one of you for listening thank you so much for being there episode 31 if you're listening live thank you (laughs) if you're listening on tape Thanks for nothing. <laughs> and if you're listening backwards, you cannot try to say thank you backwards. Did you get that? <sighs> We're going to be back next week with an incredible guest. I already know who the guest is. Very excited. Very exciting, actually. Next week. We're switching it up. I mean, we ha- comedian, uh, journalist. This is a real writer we have on the show, okay? I'm very excited that, spoilers, she will be here. Look, I don't care about gender, but sure, I'll spoil it. I spoiled Choi's gender two, two weeks ago. I spoiled, I'm not going to say her name, though. Next week's guest. It's gender. I can't talk. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> So please tune in next week. I'm very excited. We're going to have a lot. I'm going to, I think next week I'm going to talk about this whole Olivia Wilde situation. (laughs) I've been, I've just, I'm so obsessed. Everything that happened at the Venice Film Fest. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Did Florence Pugh look at Olivia Wilde once? Oh my, this is the most exciting celebrity bunch of a-holes since Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Not since Will Smith slapped Chris Rock did I think, man, celebrities are a bunch of weird jerks. And it makes me laugh. So we're going to talk about it next week. We have more questions, advice questions. Please send in your advice question at advice by the fireplace at gmail.com that email again advice by the fireplace at gmail.com 
the phone number, please don't call right now. But you can call next time, 514-940-3095. That number again is 514-940-3095. That's it for me. I've been Dan Lila. And I will continue to be Dan Lila. Basically for the rest of my life, maybe for eternity. I hope you come back next week. And I really hope there isn't as much commotion and racket outside. I'm, the second this show's over, I'm going to look outside the window. I'm going to shake my fist like an old neighbor man. Mr. Wilson, was that Dennis the Menace's enemy? Anyway, speaking of enemy, I got to go. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Bye-bye. Caring is sharing your heart's desires in conversations by the fire with Dan Lila Karen. We'll see you next time.